0: What we're trying to solve here is the single largest and most complex recall in U.S. history. This is across all industries, all products.
1: Hey, Slalom. This is Chris Meyer, a sales analyst out of Orange County, San Diego. We have a very special episode for you today, but I believe for the first time in Slalom podcast history, we have the client in the room with us to participate. So without further ado... Tony, would you mind introducing yourself?
0: Well, thanks for having us here, and I'm glad to be the first client to ever be featured on a podcast. My name is Tony Lim. I'm co-founder and president of Karma Project. Karma Project is an innovative peer-to-peer platform that slalom played a very critical role in developing that has been built to address, address a very serious issue out there right now, and that's an issue affecting the automotive industry. So what we're trying to solve here is the single largest and most complex recall in US history. This is across all industries, all products. Um, there are 37 to 40 million vehicles that are affected by this recall, and it's called the Takata airbag recall. Um, and that equates about 50 to 60 million airbags that are on the road today. Um, what happens is that over time, the um, inside everyone's vehicles, there's what they call an airbag inflator. It's a metal canister about, let's call it 10 inches in length about the size of like the hydro flask water bottles that people are carrying around and inside those that metal canister are a bunch of chemicals and the chemicals become unstable over time when it's exposed to heat and humidity and what happens is um, if someone gets into an accident and the airbag deploys it deploys metal shrapnel into the cabin of the vehicle so far 15 people in the US have died and hundreds of people have been injured by this airbag alone. It's a very dangerous dangerous recall unfortunately i mean overall completion rates the number of people getting their cars fixed is still there's still a lot to be done there i think roughly a third of the population still needs to get their cars fixed millions of more vehicles are being added to the list in fact i think five million was just added this year Um, by the end of this year there's going to be a projected 70 million airbags that would have been recalled it's a very very dangerous problem that we're trying to solve here and I, i think we're off to a good start with karma
1: So clearly the affected user base for these airbags is enormous. So what is your goal and what do you believe the impact will be of the Karma Project? What we're trying to do here
0: is we're trying to piggyback off of what people are currently doing in social media. So when people use Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and so on, they're actually going online, they're sharing content with their friends and family, and they're viewing content. And the thought was, could we have people then instead share safety-related messages with their friends and family? and family members and that was the birth of Karma. Um, So Karma, what we're doing is we're having people share messages about the Takata airbag recall and every time they share these messages with their friends and family members, we reward them for it. Uh, It gets better. Um, Every time someone is uh, in their social network, um, is affected by it and that person finds out and they get their car fixed, um, the referring person gets $55 for every eligible vehicle that they get fixed and and Slalom helped build this whole infrastructure for us. We're really excited about that.
1: What I'm trying to understand is there's already an existing process in which drivers are notified about parts that need to be recalled that are affecting their vehicles, but clearly that's not working. So have you guys done any research to understand what the friction points are or why it's not effective? And, and why do you believe that what you're doing is going to drive a different result?
0: Yes, we have done quite a bit of research on this. And it really boils down to three things. It's misinformation, misperception, and inconvenience. That's really what it comes down to. Misinformation. A lot of people just don't think they're affected by this recall. They're just like, oh, it's not me. Or they, they, they receive notices. And a lot of the notices that come through the mail are very legalese. It's hard to read, hard to interpret. So people are just like, you know what, just whatever, right? Misperception. So we think that peer-to-peer influence is playing a great role with how people respond to just about anything. Um, we look at how people digest news and information now. They, they typically go on social media and they see things that are posted by their friends and family members. And they're more likely to trust information coming from their friends and family members. So this platform that Slalom has helped us build using Salesforce enables that sort of activity where we're, share, uh, we're having ambassadors. These are normal people just like you and me and anyone can become an ambassador, share messages with
1: their friends and family
0: members. So then there's that peer-to-peer influence.
1: So, Tony, who are your clients for the Karma Project solution or client?
0: So, what's interesting about this platform that Slalom helped us build is that this platform is capable of handling all 19 manufacturers that are affected by this recall. Currently, right now, we have Toyota as our client and they're our founding sponsor, Um, but Solemn has built this technology in a way where we can easily onboard other manufacturers. So we're open to having those conversations with other uh, manufacturers. In fact, we are having other conversations with other manufacturers. And I think it's only a matter of time before we get them signed up.
1: So obviously, we are extremely excited to have you in the room. But this relationship had to start somewhere. So I'm going to turn my direction to the other participant in the room. Anit, would you mind introducing yourself and uh, telling our listeners how this partnership began?
2: Yeah. Thanks, Chris. My name's Anit Parikh. I'm a managing director here in Orange County in San Diego, focused on uh, customer engagement and uh, had the uh, fortunate opportunity to uh, meet Karma's uh, CEO, Fabio Groton, at his daughter's birthday party. Uh, As it turns out, our wives are uh, good friends. And uh, we we were at the bowling alley and uh, Fabio was sharing with me uh, the challenges he was facing in helping his uh, company get started and really finding a build partner to help him realize this ambitious vision. Um, What we realized pretty quickly was they had an amazing vision, but they really didn't have a great partner to help them uh, get through this uh, enormous challenge. And so that's where this partnership really started was uh, this amazing vision. And, um, you know, Slalom's local presence obviously made a huge difference in us being able to support them through the the dynamic changes that they were going to need uh, to deliver this project rapidly.
1: What's been Slalom's role on the project and how have we helped to build out the Karma Project experience?
2: Yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty proud here. We've worked really hand in hand with Tony. Uh, Tony and his team at Karma. You know, we, we had a chance to just start with just pure digital strategy, working together with Tony, really um, looking at the entire uh, mapping of the system, how all these uh, pages and screens would work together. And then quickly we went into a build phase. And, um, you know, one of the things we had to do during the discovery was really figure out what were the right technology platforms that would help enable Karma to be successful. And what we quickly realized is Karma doesn't have technical people on staff. I mean, they're, for the most part, it's a business team focused a lot on sales, marketing, alliance. And so we knew we needed something that could essentially operate on its own. And so um, the very first decision we made was uh, around technology. And um, this solution is largely developed on Salesforce Service Cloud and the Heroku platform, um, all the codes written in Angular and uh, Node.js. So we helped build the application. uh, And there's really two applications that were built. There was the KarmaProject.com, the website. uh, And, you know, essentially it's a game. And so this ambassador platform, it's public facing uh, for consumers. Uh, allows the ambassadors and the vehicle owners to find and fix uh, vehicles with the Takeda airbag recalls. And, and essentially, the ambassadors, they earn points for successfully completing missions, uh, which they can redeem for gift cards. And then we even implemented this really cool license plate image recognition technology. And it, it just really adds something, um, kind of the wow factor to the, the solution. Uh, the second app we built uh, was the Salesforce Service Cloud. And it really focuses on um, a couple of really critical areas. Number one, when you go to the site, karmaproject.com, um, you'll see this dynamic content, um, the missions. So these are basically the games that we want people to play. All that content is being authored in Salesforce and it, it really allows the site to be dynamic and you don't have to bring a developer in every time we need a minor change to the site. Um, then we also used uh, a product called Twilio to help send SMS messages. Um, and, and really, it's really to engage the uh, the user of the application. So service cloud integrating with Twilio. And then there's all sorts of just tracking and analytics and just managing the transactions and, and all that's being stored in Salesforce. Um, something like something very simple, like how many points have somebody earned for completing a mission? And then the actual integration. And this is kind of cool, right? Uh, So you're earning these points and um, Karma's partnered with a service called Bitmo to redeem those gift cards. And so um, uh, we built this really uh, robust integration between um, Salesforce Service Cloud and Bitmo so that the the users of the of KarmaProject.com could actually get something in return for their uh, loyalty. And then the last thing is just general monitoring, you know, a a site of this scale. I mean, Tony and I we're just talking over lunch about um, the surges that they have. Every time we do a podcast or a news story, uh, we see spikes in the traffic. And um, it's really cool to be able to see that in Salesforce and see uh, the, the volume of transactions that have come through for a day. So Salesforce has been great from an analytics standpoint
1: can you tell us a little bit about the analytics that you're able to see with the data that you're collecting sure it, it is fascinating for example
0: I think one of the things that we could see is that when someone signs up on our website to become an ambassador we can see the images and the the text that they're sharing with their friends and family online so we know which one which assets they're sharing but I think it's it's what's even cooler is that we can see the number of clicks that ambassadors is generating the number of lookups that ambassadors is generating what makes and models people are looking up associated with that particular ambassador. So the the capabilities from a reporting standpoint, I, I think it's pretty phenomenal. Um, I've been very pleased with what I've been seeing so far.
1: Anit, what do you think the most important takeaway is from a slalom perspective? And where do you think this positions us to go in the future in terms of solving really complex problems?
2: You know, the, the big takeaway for me was this is a massive problem that's well aligned with slalom's core values. I mean, we are helping Karma solve this major challenge with millions of recalled vehicles. Um, there's a significant opportunity for both Karma and Slalom to partner. There's there's 19 automotive manufacturers that are impacted by the This challenge. Karma is providing the underlying social influence technology and the rewards platform to enable engagement between the the manufacturers and the consumers. You know, when I look at Slalom, there's still a big opportunity for us here. I mean, we can help our clients really reimagine their entire recall process, um, whether it's the collection and sharing of data, improving the overall customer experience, and and really reduce the operational costs involved in implementing these complex problems. So I I look at this really as um, the initiation of a partnership between Karma and Slalom because there's 18 other manufacturers that still have this challenge for us to solve together.
1: So just to make it crystal clear to our listeners, if they wanted to sign up, how do we arm them with the best information so they know how to get involved? Absolutely.
0: So they can go and visit karmaproject.com. That's karma with a C-A-R-M-A project.com. And when they go there, I mean, if they want, they can immediately do a lookup for their vehicle. And once they do, they can actually get a $5 gift card just for looking up their car. And then after that, we encourage you to become an ambassador because it's more than just checking your car. It's checking your spouse's car, checking your kid's car, checking your parents' cars. And you can do that by signing up for the platform. Start sharing these messages with your friends and family members on facebook twitter email and so on
1: well this was truly incredible story and impactful project so tony just thank you so much for being here in the room with us and anit thank you so much for uh, leading the charge on this particular project it's going to have a huge impact on the world yep, thanks for having us